for working athletes i would say uh, focus on one race at a time whatever you are signing for have respect for that and have respect for the that registration fees which you are putting in when you are signing in mm. so you have have respect for that and train for it if you take it as a long term lifestyle you will keep on accumulating your achievements you know slowly right. slowly slowly and right. after in a span of 5 or 10 years you will have a lot to talk about so ride across india is not just riding 6000 kilometers it is riding 6000 kilometers in bad road conditions there are so many places where the golden quadrilateral is under construction there are so many diversions mm. then riding through indian traffic you know right. riding through traffic in indian cities it will change your dna actually it will change your mindset it will change your, the way you look at life it will change everything you know do you you do further in your life it will right. just change you forever yeah. you will not remain the same guy yeah. uh, after doing instagram and trans siberian and all those things i used to tell myself that um, the, there are other guys who are doing this that means it must be humanly po- possible to do this so when they are going i also have to go behind them <laughs> I am Baiki Venki and this is the Working Athlete podcast. Here I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest has a favorite saying that is be your own hero. but through his actions and accomplishments he has become a hero and an inspiration for many indians around the world he is a founder of pro health foundation is a founder and coach at miles and milers endurance academy helping hundreds of working athletes get fitter every day he is an ironman finisher he has successfully completed race across america on his first attempt in 2017 He has successfully completed Trans-Siberian Extreme Race, a 9,100-kilometer race. And more recently, he successfully became the fastest rider to complete the Golden Quadrilateral Challenge, which is 6,000 kilometers around India by finishing it in less than 14 days. He used this extraordinary ride to raise funds for uh, Lok Biradri Prakalp, providing sports equipment and infrastructure for children of tribal communities he calls himself a common man with uncommon determination by what we see we have seen so far i don't know about the first part but the second part is definitely true his name is dr amit samarth welcome to the working athlete podcast amit it is such a pleasure having you here yeah <laughs> thank you for that introduction uh, baiki venki <laughs> uh, we all know you by this uh, amazing uh, name i think everybody knows you 
and uh, thanks for having me at the working athlete uh, podcast uh, uh, and this uh, whole interview and thank you for all the you know uh, appreciation and words uh, lines of appreciation for me yeah i mean it's uh, I, i actually myself never thought i will be doing all these things but you know just like you know you do something and you get confidence to do something even bigger and better so i kept on you know uh, Uh, putting uh, my next uh, step forward and uh, slowly slowly uh, um, means i actually i started uh, this miles and milers uh, uh, sports academy and you know we started miles and milers in nagpur uh, with a, you know approach to provide training uh, to uh, to recreational athletes and uh, people from uh, all walks of life to you know run marathons and you know do ironmans and all and then also organize uh, high quality events in uh, nagpur uh, area nagpur region mm-hmm. that was our uh, actually intention uh, to start uh, with miles and milers we started it almost 4 uh, and a half years back uh, almost now 5 years now right. so uh, so we had uh, like uh, initially only 3 people joining in so from three people today we are uh, more than 400 uh, uh, we have uh, people on ground who train in nagpur and we have online training so uh, all across india and from other countries also people train with me you know uh, so uh, this is how we actually started miles and milers and uh, and we also organize uh, marathon and uh, triathlon and cycling races in nagpur uh this is what uh, we have been doing for last 5 uh, years and of course uh, parallelly i have myself uh, done uh, iron mans and half iron mans uh, several uh, half iron mans uh, almost 16 17 half iron mans <laughs> and then i, I did uh, this race across america and later on trans siberian and now uh, this ride across india yes we will get into all the details uh for yes, audience yeah. <laughs> okay so um you are a doctor uh in community health or something like that right yes yes uh, I, i did my mbbs from nagpur from <laughs> indira gandhi medical college and then uh, later on uh, i did my masters in public health from johns hopkins uh, school of public health in us okay and i was uh, working uh, Uh, in the field of public health for almost uh, 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, but i i used to you know run marathons and you know do ironmans and all and i used to train pretty seriously it was a pretty serious hobby it became a very serious hobby for me yeah so where where was this uh, working in public health in 10 years you said uh, uh, where were you working from uh, 2005 to 2000 uh, 15 uh, uh, and i was working with uh, different organizations uh, firstly i was working with uh, price water of scoopers mm-hmm. in their healthcare practice and then uh, later on i was working with access health international which is a international health uh, consulting ngo uh, a public health consulting ngo and then uh, i was working as a chief operating officer f- uh, with seva mother foundation Mm-hmm. uh which was based out of uh, bangalore okay uh, so uh, i was working with them as chief operating officer and then 
and then i gave up my full time job and i started miles and milers in nagpur uh, just out of you know out of passion you know i thought i should do something in you know related to public health and sports and uh, uh, so i thought why don't i try something right now in my life yeah rather than uh, you know rather than just thinking about it right so i took the you know i took the decision i i, I resigned from my job uh, and then i came to my hometown in nagpur mm-hmm. you know just with the <laughs> with the dream that you yeah. know i will do something uh, we can uh, organize marathons and all and, and and then there is a and it can become a kind of a social entrepreneurial model right you know and i can earn money out of it and i can earn a livelihood livelihood out of it and why don't i just try it out uh, means uh, uh, so that's how i and my uh, family also supported me you know my wife supported me and uh, yeah uh, my parents also supported that why don't okay you want to try you want just do it right now because this is the right time of your life rather right. than uh, later on yeah so when did you when did uh, running start for you have you always been like very actually, active actually uh, yeah actually running uh, started uh, in uh, 2000 Eight and nine. Okay. Uh, actually, I used to work in Hyderabad, so I was uh, I used to train for Taekwondo. Uh-huh. I'm I'm to be a black belt in Taekwondo also. Nice. So, <laughs> so there are so many teacher, things. <laughs> yeah. So my teacher used to uh, train me for running. You know, at least three days, uh, two days in a week. We used to do a lot of running. You know, running related uh, training. Uh-huh. So. Uh, uh for fitness mm-hmm. so uh, then i thought why don't i try marathon like a 10 km or a half marathon and all and i started doing well uh, in a 10 km and half marathon i did 130 half marathon so at that time it was great timing 130 half marathon and all Mm-hmm. uh and uh, so uh, uh, that actually uh, you know motivated me to get into endurance sports right and then uh, i started running more of full marathons also and then and then out of my you know um, just to take up something more challenging i started training for iron man so, okay when was this iron man thing I in 2012 I started training for Ironman. You were and, in Hyderabad uh, at that time. Yeah, I was in Hyderabad at that time. At that time, Sunil. Yeah, Sunil Menon. No, Sunil Menon was doing. Sunil Menon was doing Ironman. So, A good friend. Know, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Sunil, uh, you know, uh, inspired me, motivated me. And, okay. uh but I, at that time i was uh, i was like total zero at cycling and swimming i, I didn't knew swimming also right swimming i was zero cycling i was zero and running i was good right so then i started adding all these other uh, tra- uh, disciplines also to my training program and all mm. and uh, i started training and slowly slowly you know i, I then i start then i got into ironmans and so then i was doing mix of marathons and ironmans okay uh, when was your uh, first ironman 2012 uh, first uh, ironman was 2012 half ironman okay and my full ironman was in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, 
the yeah. first half iron man was uh, where was this this was in phuket phuket uh, okay in 2012 yeah so okay. uh, at that time phuket used to host an iron man uh, half iron man distance right so now it is not the race is not there mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah how was it uh, progressing from half iron to full iron uh, distance uh, you uh-huh. you did half iron in 2012 and you continued doing uh, um, uh, marathons and half marathons in the yeah weekend. yeah but uh, yeah. you yeah. finally decided to attempt uh, a full iron distance in 2016 how was the training and preparation for it how was it uh, uh, you were working at that time right so yeah so i was when i was doing half ironmans in 2012 13 14 i was only keeping at uh, you know half ironman distance because that was comfortable to train also and it was not you know breaking my life uh, and uh, it was easy to train uh, for the distance and and at the at the same time i was able to keep the balance in between half and mans and uh, running marathons mm-hmm. so that was fine uh, means that worked well and i was uh, having a full time job also right so uh, so i thought this is the best balance and and i i i was improving also on my half and man timings like i came down from 6 and a half hours to Five and a half hours and five fifteen, five twenty. So like that, I was improving. So I was happy, you know, with doing half Ironmans and then uh, and running uh, half or full marathons. Right. You know, exclusively running and uh, so. And then in two thousand sixteen, uh, when I was in Nagpur, uh, I was you know run, starting up miles and milers and all. Mm. Then I thought I have time also to you know to train for a full Ironman. Mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know dedicate more time for it so it was actually a very long uh, gap in between my half and my full ironman but actually i'm happy because uh, when i did my full ironman i did it in very nice timing means in 11 and a half hours mm-hmm. uh, i was able to do my full ironman uh, in australia mm-hmm. so uh, that was a very uh, means so that actually uh, tells the story that if you you know delay your goals a bit and you are and you actually learn the sport first that will help you to do things far more faster and better mm. rather than you know because nowadays lot of people you know they do half iron mans and within 2 3 months they <laughs> try to attempt full iron man also absolutely <laughs> so uh, so many people without running a full marathon they will go and do a full iron man also yeah so so i i i mean i don't advise those things yeah uh, i think I, i i think it was good that i you know i had so much of experience with half iron man that yeah. i was very fast at my full iron man also yeah so, it also means that you you knew you were aware of uh, how to balance things right you were doing a full time job you were yes. uh, you know to balance the full ironman training with Uh, you know apart with your running as well as your full time uh, job as well as family would have been much much harder right all yes so it was perfectly balanced uh, way to go about it i think as yes yes i totally agree when i look uh, means in the past i think that was the best thing 
that is why i always tell people that if you want to you know get into endurance sports and if you want to take it take it up as your lifestyle then you know spread out your goals right don't, don't be in a hurry you know just spread out your goals don't uh, don't uh, uh don't uh, sign up for races because your friends are signing up yeah so keep uh, <laughs> so, pressure right yeah yeah so i always tell them that you know go at your pace because your life is your unique life right. you have some unique factors in your life which others don't know right. so uh, so just go with your own pace yeah excellent excellent so you you done um, uh, your ironman in 2016 in australia and at a very good uh, pace uh, now when when did this idea about uh, race across america come in uh, how yeah, did you end up uh, signing up for that <laughs> yeah that is a, a story which you know uh, means race across america honestly speaking i never ever thought of doing or dreamt that you know i can be ultra cyclist and or you know cycling tons of you know 100 to 500 400 500 600 kilometers in a day and all yeah so actually when i was in nagpur i and you know just uh, when i came back to nagpur in 2015 Uh, this lot of braves you know started getting organized in nagpur mm-hmm. so there the, they started a odex club over here and you know so they used to do a lot of uh, braves like 200 300 so i used to ride go and do some braves also once in a month mm-hmm. so but i was uh, i used to do 200s and also mm-hmm. but i was very fast at 200 right so everybody used to say uh, that amit is uh, very fast you know he can ride 200 very fast so so one of my friend in nagpur suggested that why don't you try deccan cliff hanger you know this is a ultra cycling race uh, which happens from pune to goa hmm. and uh, so uh, my friend sachin padewar he said uh, uh, why don't you try this race it's a ram qualifier and all i didn't even knew what ram was at that time Right. So, <laughs> so he said uh, it's a ram qualifier and all. I, I said, uh, and he said, okay, I will sponsor your uh, registration fees uh-huh. and try this. So, so he actually registered me on uh, on his behalf and uh, and then uh, he said, oh, why don't you do this? You are a good rider. Why don't you try this? You might be able to do this. so so out of just uh, then you know somebody throwing me a challenge i said okay why i will go and do right uh, take in the finger and then i didn't even knew anything about ultra cycling you know that you need a crew and you need a somebody who will drive behind you right and he will food water and you know they will navigate you there's so many complications in that yeah so a lot of preparations needed for all this so right. i had no idea about all these things and then i have to you know uh, understand this whole uh, racing you know this whole uh, way of racing you know ultra cycling that i just have to cycle and i will have a crew and they will give me uh, all the support and i just have to ride so uh, then i have to assemble a crew i went there i did the race successfully and i and i did it in some 28 hours so nice. uh, which actually qualified for me for ram so it was a uh, you know big news in nagpur you know uh, 
that uh, somebody from Nagpur has qualified for RAM and this and that. Right. And uh, when was and, this? Uh, the this was in uh, 2015. 15 years. Uh, okay. 2015. Hmm. Yeah, just had come here in Nagpur for some seven eight months. Right. And uh, uh, and. Uh, so we uh, so uh, one of my friend mr bhanu rajgopalan uh, then he said that why don't you do ram you know he he gave me this idea right. i said ram uh, then uh, then i actually by that time i had done some research on ram i said it's very expensive and all and i said right. i don't even have a job i right. do <laughs> i can't do all this yeah. so so uh, but he said no 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 amit uh, why don't you go and crew in ram uh-huh. so he actually motivated me to go and crew in ram so right. i went and crewed in ram in 2016 mm-hmm. for uh, 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 that lady shona hogan ah, okay. who is a very famous uh, rider yeah yeah uh, cycling uh, rider so mm-hmm. i crewed her and uh, we crewed her successfully for that uh, year mm-hmm. so she was able to do the race successfully after couple of dnfs so okay. that year so to, mm. it was very special for her also mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and i was able to see the entire race and how it is done all those things you and got an insider back. view of it from yes yes the uh, so so my uh, my friend mr bhanu rajgopalan he he only uh, said and he actually sponsored my ticket also to all the way to us right he said i will sponsor your ticket you go and see the race right and then uh, he came back i came back and then uh, then i told everyone in uh, in nagpur that you know this is how it is done this whole race so then uh, bhanu sir said that okay we will uh, we will do this project you start training for ram right and uh, don't worry about fundraising and all and uh, we will do the fundraising for you so actually uh, then what happened is uh, uh, it became nagpur's project you know so many people got involved with it right that okay there is a guy in nagpur who can do race across america which has never been done successfully so far so and by and amit can do this so he has already proven uh, in some way and then a lot of other things uh, started uh, you know other people got uh, attached to the entire project mm-hmm. so and then i was introduced to mr jitendra nayak mm-hmm. uh, who is a uh, industrialist and a, and a and a person who has a lot of uh, social uh, commitments also so he does a lot of uh, uh, you know unique projects himself right so uh, so he said that okay i i can help you with uh, i am uh, doing race across america but you will have to do at least half of the distance in india okay and show us that you can do half of the distance in a good time mm. then uh, because doing 600 km and you know right. few ways is not uh, good enough that you can do ram mm. so then i did 2500 km ride in india you know from okay. nagpur to hyderabad hyderabad to bangalore Bangalore to Hubli, then Pune, from Pune back to Nagpur. Mm-hmm. So I did 2,500 uh, in uh, 2016 right. in some five days, five days, six hours. Awesome. So yeah, so then they all these people got confident that okay, Amit can ride and you know he can uh, 
uh, he can be a probable for ram right so then all these people started supporting me and then that is how actually so ram actually happened you know then we right. then we went to us and we actually did the race successfully hmm. uh, and uh, but yeah so ram was never my dream you know right. it was you know bhanu sir's my friend's dream you know which actually <laughs> i i which were like uh, that amit can do this and yeah. they were actually put on my head that okay you are going to do this now <laughs> kind of thing and uh, it became as you said it, it became uh, nagpur's uh, uh, pride and project right yes yes so, so that is why i tell yeah and you were able to deliver everyone. which is which is an excellent thing yeah yeah so that is why i tell everyone you know who wants to do ram or something this is not one person's job you know get your community involved get the people around you involved you know yeah. get uh, everybody involved with a uh, project uh, then mm. only uh, thing, uh, projects like ram or trans siberian or like ride across india can happen right. otherwise you know uh, there is uh, otherwise somebody trying to do ram alone is i think it's it's a stupidity it's just yeah. not possible yeah so because <laughs> it is it is you know more than the uh, economics behind it it's also all these variables right the crews uh, and the kind of preparation that the crew needs to go through and everything it's it's totally uh, uh, i think uh, i don't know uh, another way it's a big circus right that you have to manage manage meticulously yes 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 so that is why you need more people to get uh, because uh, you just have to then focus on your training hmm. and uh, your bikes and you get your equipment ready and all the other organizing part you will have you give somebody you know create a team Right. the people who will look after uh, uh, you know crewing uh, who is going to crew who is going to come at what time to crew mm. right. uh, and how the crew is going to travel all those things where you're going to live right. where you're going to how you're going to reach that place all these other logistics management mm. has to be taken care by someone else right uh, so it's a massive uh, job you you have successfully completed ram but what were some of the memories from the race that still remain with you yeah i mean uh, uh, a lot of memories means uh, that uh, see once you do ram you will always remember ram every day <laughs> <laughs> there can't be a day where you don't think about uh, ram or you know uh, uh, or something or some memory related to it right. there just can't be a day without uh, thinking about ram uh and yeah ram is very special because you know that was first time i did something big in ultra cycling mm. and uh, and a lot of memories you know uh, because uh i was uh, i literally was suffering in the desert mm. uh in the arizona desert i had a lot of problems with dehydration and uh i was due uh, to a lot of dehydration i drank a lot of cold water and all to replenish my fluids So mm. I got a sore throat. So oh. Sore throat gave me fever uh, in in Ram. Mm. So I was I had to ride with fever for almost couple of days uh, in Ram. Wow. So uh, yeah, a lot of problems. But you mm. know, but my 
by my my crew was very strong and you know my mother was there you know uh, my oh. mother was always there and she uh, uh, she always uh, she was telling me you know uh, you might die doing this but you have to do this because oh, wow. there is so yeah means uh, uh, there was so much of stake for, uh, for everyone because so people had put in so much of their time and money for all this Hmm. Uh, so uh, ram uh, uh, was very i had a lot of hardships and then later on uh, i had to ride in in a, in a storm for almost 12 hours in heavy rainfall wow. and uh, uh, and uh, and then when i hit the west virginia section of ram it was extremely heavy. Uh, all these things uh, uh, means uh, are extremely i had problems i had hallucinations in ram you know all those things which we read about ram uh, i went through them right. uh, in ram uh, and uh, sleep deprivation later on in uh, i think um, yeah ram is very special and especially you know ram why it is special because you know uh, i was uh, my crew was also doing it for the first time Mm-hmm. you know none of us had any uh, crew experience only one guy in the crew was experienced mm. otherwise all the other uh, 15 16 people who crewed me they had no experience of crewing mm. and they had no nothing much to do with the cycling also right so uh, so their entire objective only was to get me from west coast of america to east coast of america right. <laughs> in that stipulated time Yeah. So, so it was uh, how did uh, so how did you uh, did your experience as a crew uh, help uh, these uh, your crew to prepare for uh, getting you across yes yes uh, actually uh, when uh, we crewed uh, we also learned a lot like you know what kind of facilities the crew should have and we also understood that when you have a inexperienced crew and all so you should have more number of people and distribute the you know the workload mm. because uh, when uh, when you have inexperienced crew they will they will not last longer right. so if you want to last them longer just distribute the workload and have all the good facilities for them you know like food and uh, you know uh, having good place to sleep you know they should get a bath so they should come fresh for crewing right. so we made sure that you know all these uh, things uh, are available for our crew mm-hmm. uh, so that uh, when whoever is coming to crew me is fresh for next 8 to 10 hours right and then uh, and then i get another team right this is this is excellent because uh, see you have you have lived through all the things that uh, you uh, read about ram right uh, in those 12 uh, days you have gone yes. through dehydration through the desert you have gone through hailstorms you have gone through uh, you had to ride through with fever and hallucinations and everything and you successfully made it to the finish line with a crew that is you know not very experienced but yes. what was, what was the feeling like once you made it across the finish line what what was uh, your re- reaction from your mom and uh, others 
very 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 emotional uh, uh, reactions and all because we have been working for this project for almost uh, one one and a half year when I did RAM. Right. It was almost one and a half year of labor, like uh, entire work being done by so many people. You know, almost uh, uh, almost two dozen people must have worked on RAM. Right. When I did RAM, you know, people doing all kinds of things, not just screwing. You know, people who are yeah. doing a lot of uh, work in the background. You right. know coordinating things itself takes a lot of time right so uh, it was a very emotional uh, time for my um, uh, my entire family because my wife was there with me my son was also there with me mm. so and uh, we had this uh, uh, crew which was a very inexperienced crew and you know we made it successfully at that time you know our objective was you know to you know um, uh, to finish RAM within that 12 days time. Mm. So, and, and the best thing, our crew didn't had any penalties or time penalties and all. So, even mm. though having an inexperienced crew, there were no time penalties on our team. Right. So, that was also another, uh, you know, feather in our cap. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. From then, uh, you uh, came came back and said uh, in 2018, you decided uh, you want to do something uh, of uh, double the distance of RAM, which is a Trans-Siberian uh, race, right? Extreme. That is yes. 9,100 9, kilometers or something. Yes. <laughs> so how was it? Like you decided, okay, I done RAM. Now let us double the distance and see what is race. <laughs> what is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I've done RAM and now let us double the distance and see what happens to me if I try to do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, trans Siberian extreme was uh, like my, my, uh, I would say my dream. Okay. You know, once I did RAM, then I got more confident, you know, like, okay, this is what ultra cycling, this is how you do it. And, uh, and then... Then I, I knew about Trans-Siberian extreme and all because, and it was really extreme, the distance and all. Mm. It is uh, extreme and it is, uh, means, uh, it is fearful distance. Mm. Even just reading that distance will, reading the distance at the map of that race itself, you know, will send you like, like <laughs> shivers into your body. Like what, what this is, <laughs> what, yeah. what is this? Uh, who can even think of all this? Uh, so... So yeah, it is a, it is a horrible distance. And uh, so I was thinking about it for a long time, you know, like after Ram, I was thinking about it for a, for a month or two. And I started doing uh, Ironmans again, and I was doing Ironmans. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, and then, but I was in touch with the race director over there. And, uh, um, uh, and uh, he said, uh, he had sent me a lot of information about the race and all. Hmm. And I knew it's a, he said, you come here, means if you have done RAM, you can try this. Hmm. But this is a, a different animal which you are getting into. Hmm. And uh, this is not RAM, this is a very different thing. Hmm. And uh, then I contacted a lot of riders, you know, there are not many riders who have actually right. attempted this race. But uh, then I contacted a few of them. And then I contacted and I asked them about the race. And uh, I also contacted some 
riders who have not been able to do the race successfully mm. and i contacted uh, guys who have done it successfully you know how they train and all and mm. how they were able to do the race mm. so i so i got a lot of information about the race uh, about the trans siberian extreme Mm. and uh, and then uh, yeah it's a, it's a really uh, extreme of a race right. uh, because it goes from moscow to vladivostok it is goes through seven time zones mm. four geographically different climatic zones right. and uh, it goes through uh, and it has massive elevation of almost some uh, 78 5000 meters of elevation in the wow. entire race Mm. so uh, it has lot of elevation also even though there are no no big mountains in between mm. but uh, it has the 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 siberian terrain is all rolling hills right you are like always going like this right so entire you are you will you will go you will be like you know there will be like a a degree or two degree uh, you know grade to the road yeah. for long time you know for 2 3 kilometers there will be grade Yeah. and at the end of that grade there will be a big hill you know oh. like this so you go down the hill yeah. and then again you go down the hill yeah. and then again the grade there will be a 1 degree grade for a long time false so flats that is yeah so that is how the entire terrain is of trans siberian yeah. extreme uh. means it is just there is no flat it's a rain much only. yeah it is just uh, uh, it is just relentless Yeah. So like this it is like for 300 400 500 km the same terrain will just keep on repeating right so uh, and then uh, so then i you uh, know i was i collected a lot of information and all mm. so by 2017 december i had collected a lot of information and all but and then i also came to know that like this race is not as expensive as you know ram and all because you don't have to take your crew and all mm-hmm. everything is done by the organizer that's oh. the best part of uh, trans siberian extreme okay uh, red bull that uh, uh, they provide you the vehicles they will provide you the drivers okay they will provide you the food they will provide you with the medical team they will provide you with the uh, a bike mechanic team Wow. they will have a catering team they will have a, uh, a physio team everything mm-hmm. is all all given by the organizer right and uh, uh, and then you ha- of course you have to pay a, a registration fees yeah. but that is not very big in front of what you pay for ram or something like that right so uh, and uh, so that was the best part of uh, red bull trans siberian extreme is that it is Was like the most amazingly organized race uh, I have ever actually done. Wow! Means the way they organize the the way means uh, the day you I landed up in Moscow, mm. they came to pick me up on the airport. Right. You know, they came to pick me up on the airport. They took took us to the hotels and you know they put us in hotels and they gave us all the facilities and uh, and then uh, they. uh and then they helped us to you know to get ready for the race and it's amazing amazingly organized race mm. means i have i have never seen you know uh, so just imagine we were only six riders right uh, in 2018 only mm. six riders and we had a support team of 85 people you know wow 
five people to support six riders. Right. You know, uh, and the, their way of organizing races, you know, it's just uh, out of the world. Right. That is why I tell people, you know, if you want to see how to organize a race or how to organize a support system, this mm. is Red Bull Trans-Siberian Extreme is the example right. of that. Uh, and um, They are amazingly organized uh, team mm. and they exactly know what is going to happen, how uh, uh, and you know how the entire race unfolds. Right. And the drivers are extremely experienced people, and mm. you know Russia, uh, extremely nice people. These mm. are, and uh, you know they, uh, they help you with everything. Uh, so this is like twenty-five days is the cutoff for the race, is it? Yeah. So uh, it is not a cutoff. Mm. So the uh, Trans-Siberian Extreme is a is a is a it's a stage race. So it's okay. a ultra cycling stage race. Mm-hmm. So all the nine thousand one hundred kilometers is divided into fifteen stages. Okay. So some stages are like three hundred three fifty kilometers. Mm-hmm. Some are uh, some stages are suddenly seven hundred kilometers. Okay. So like you will have first two three stages three fifty. 400 like this and suddenly the third stage is like 700 mm-hmm. so you go 700 750 kilometers right. then the, again the fourth stage is short like 300 400 mm-hmm. so in in trans-siberian uh, extreme terminology 300 400 is like a short, <laughs> short recovery <stage>. ride <laughs> yeah for, <laughs> for them it's a recovery ride and then 700 and 1000 is like okay this is the main stage okay so yeah. it is a it is a ridiculously means horribly uh, means it is horrible means some of the stages are so horrible means, uh, means it is like a planned extreme. like you know almost like you know extreme you know like there are two stages where there is back to back 600s you know 6 tens like you will finish 600 kilometers and then the same day in the night, they will start the next 600. <laughs> okay. In the night uh, at 10, 10.30, I mean, it's night uh, 10.30, but it's actually daylight at that time. Right. So uh, it is, uh, it's crazy. And then, uh, and then after back to back 600, there will be a 300. Okay. <laughs> and then, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then again, after that, uh, and uh, and then there is a tenth stage which is thousand fifty four. You know. Wow. So uh, uh, and then uh, and the thirteenth stage is uh, even longer. It is like thirteen hundred sixty four kilometers. So wow. So as the race progresses, the stages actually keep on becoming longer and longer. Mm. So so uh, till 10 stages 10th stage you only do 5000 mm. and the next four five stages you do another 5000 so it is a, a very devilishly you know organized uh, you know created race you know where as you go keep on going further the the distances actually stage distance becoming longer and longer yeah and uh, it is uh, it is it becomes harder and harder yeah yeah it becomes harder and harder and the elevations also go up Mm. but it is uh, i can tell you it is the most beautiful terrain in the world to ride Mm. 
means i have never seen such a beautiful terrain or geography in my life means wow the kind of uh, sun and sky and forest what you see in russia is just uh, mind blowing hmm. means uh, and we, we we went through lake baikal you know we went past lake baikal which is you know world's uh, largest freshwater lake wow hmm. it is like a magical place uh, means uh and uh, siberia and all is so beautiful and so green hmm. means there is forest and forest for like 400 500 kilometers there is just hmm. forest right dense forest yeah. and you are just riding through forest hmm. and uh, an amazing terrain uh, means uh, i've never seen such beautiful uh, uh, landscapes yeah. in my life yeah so did you uh... over this course of these 15 stages which were like progressively getting harder and harder did you go through uh, any uh, times where you uh, you told yourself maybe I, i can't do it anymore yeah actually you know third stage itself i wanted to quit honestly oh, wow after third stage itself uh, you know I, i got so much of uh, uh you know uh, uh soreness in my legs and all mm. i did you know i did a mistake i got a deep massage done so because of the deep massage i got more soreness in my legs ah. and uh, i i felt as if i means i, I don't have anything in my legs mm. so uh, but go, it was what happened is the, the next two stages after the third stage were easy stages you know like just ride 300 kilometers right. so Uh, so i said uh, i will just progress uh, in these two stages and just go easy mm. and uh, and try to eat more on the bike mm. so uh, so uh, i got through that uh, particular moment and then and i think the 10th stage also was very tough because you know in the 10th stage we had to ride some 1054 km and and it was all raining mm. almost out of that 1054 km it was like some 600 700 kilometers of raining only it was uh-huh. all raining mm. and uh, very cold rain all the time you know yeah. i was shaking like anything mm. so it was uh, i think the toughest uh, you know time of my life you know riding in that cold siberian you know that rainfall and yeah. uh, Oh, I think that was yeah. Another... Riding riding in rain is one thing. Riding in rain and the cold weather, cold rain is yeah, an extreme, that right? That chill yeah, is chill. completely yeah. goes down to your bones. Yeah, and uh, for me it was even difficult because you know we are from India. Right. These other riders, you know, they are from Europe and Russia. So they are yeah. actually used to this kind of a weather, yeah. but uh, we we don't get this kind of weather in India. Yeah. <laughs> so so it was a big uh, challenge uh, for especially and then some of and it Russia is very crazy even like in some stages. Yeah. Uh, it was summer in Russia, so in the daytime it used to go up to thirty thirty two degrees. Right. In the daytime. and the night it used to go to 0 and 2 degrees wow. so it was like suddenly in the evening right it just it just like drop like this you know the temperature and yeah. used to get really yeah. uh, i mean it's uh, uh, crazy weather right 
So were you prepared in terms of uh, the uh, clothing that you needed and for that kind of extreme changes in weather? Yes, yes. I went with uh, you know good uh, amount of uh, you know gear for all kinds of extreme harsh uh, weather conditions riding mm. because because they had told me that you know the the weather can become really bad in this uh, particular part of the world mm. and uh, you will have to ride through really tough cold uh, weather conditions and all so i right. had gear was never a problem for mm. me mm. Uh, i think um, uh, i think it was just a survival you know right. and, and i used to just believe you know that i used to tell myself that uh, the there are other guys who are doing this that means it must be humanly po possible to do this so when they are going i also have to go behind them <laughs> that that is such a such a powerful thought right that is such a powerful thought, right so, yes, uh, so if it is being done means that it is possible so i i can also do it yes 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 uh, that, that is a really powerful uh, thought to have so that got got you through 10th stage and uh, ultimately all the 15 stages yes yes uh, 15 of uh, course the 13th stage was also very tough mm. because it is 1364 kilometers mm. straight it wow. is like almost one fifth one third of ram you know <laughs> right <laughs> it is like almost one third of ram uh, at the fag end of the race correct you know, 64 kilometers and after doing that it is still another some thousand fifty fifteen hundred kilometers still left in the race. <laughs> yeah. And the, the most boring stage is the second last stage. You know. Okay. The most boring because you because you just have to go through it. You know. Right. Uh, like a mindless guy, you know, just uh -huh. ride and uh, and get to the final stage. And final so stage. Why, why was it boring? Is it the terrain wasn't that interesting, or uh, why is that? Boring means it is like you know once you get through the king stage that thirteen ah. stage, then you know you 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 all you actually know that you are almost done with the race. Right. You know, no, no, you are not yeah. you are not going to finish. Right. And then <laughs> and then you have this one stage in between. Right. You know, in between the finals, it is like boring. Before you before just, you are ready to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Before we are ready to you just have to you know go through it. Correct. Correct. Uh, so right, it right. is. Uh, amazing no so you all these uh, extreme uh, events give you so so many memories that uh, that last a lifetime right you this yes, is yeah. this is not something that you are you know going out for a uh, ride in the town but this is something that yes, yes. that that uh, that kind of uh, images get planted in your brain permanently like be it yeah, the hallucinations like it or anything your, yeah it will change your dna actually it will change your mindset it will change your, the way you look at life it will change everything you know do you you do further in your life it will right. just change you forever you, yeah. you will not remain the same guy yeah. uh, after doing Instagram and Trans Siberian and all those things. Yeah, the common man will become an uncommon man. <laughs> common <laughs> determination, <laughs> like you do. Great. So, 
Now coming to the golden quadrilateral challenge that you have completed last week, right? How did this yes, yes. this uh, thing come into the picture? Uh, so that uh, the you have covered uh, the toughest race in America, and then you have uh, decided, okay, well, let's multiply it by two, and uh, <laughs> then the, the Trans Siberian, and. Uh, so you you gave uh, I mean an year or a couple of years gap and decided okay I need to do uh, something uh, that is uh, in India, is it? Yeah yes yes. So yeah, uh, ride across India is very special to me because you know uh, we uh, because I had done something in US and uh, Russia and no, nothing in nothing much in India. because india doesn't have anything so so uh, you know and in during lockdown i had done a 48 hour indoor ride uh, at home and wow. we did some fundraising for that uh, mm-hmm. we did a 48 hour zwift ride on uh, um, on my smart trainer and mm-hmm. uh, we raised some 2 lakh rupees uh, doing that wow. and we donated uh, that money to the nagpur municipal corporation and nagpur police Mm-hmm. uh during the you know our main lockdown okay so uh, so that actually sparked uh, you know some thoughts that like i should do something in india why don't i do some mm-hmm. kind of ultra cycling ride in india and i have never done so we were working on that and you know uh, how it has to be done and you know uh, what what should be what whether it should be kashmir to kanyakumari or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, then we uh, then i thought kashmir to kanyakumari is like you know too short it is just 3600 we, I, i need something <laughs> i'm laughing because you're saying 3000 is too short <laughs> no, because you have seen the you know what you have seen a place where a race where uh, 3 300 600 are recovery rides now 3 yeah, obviously yeah. 3000 is too short yes <laughs> yes yes so we thought uh, so i was with i have this my amazing team you know people who i always talk to about you know, my ram crew chief and my people who always uh, you know support me in ultra cycling yeah so i said no uh, 3000 is not much it should be something big So I then uh, now then we came down to golden quadrilateral. Okay, this is nice. Because six thousand is nice number. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it is challenging. Because it will really I will have to really work hard on for it. Uh, right. It will not be easy. Right. So uh, so uh, I wanted something big number. Means uh, then I said okay, golden quadrilateral is nice. Six thousand. Right. And uh, and then we started. You know. uh working on it and you know slowly slowly we uh, but we wanted to do, do something special you know this is uh, ride across india i think for the first time you know uh, we have done this kind of ultra cycling ride with uh, you know live tracking mm-hmm. you know and uh, so i got uh, one of my friend you know anirudh uh, who has a it company mm-hmm. so uh, by the name of empowered margins so mm-hmm. anirudh has been himself been from uh, very long uh, you know associate with me and uh, he has been always been a big support mm-hmm. and he is also from hyderabad runners uh, community nice mm. yeah so anirudh said okay i will develop a website for you and and uh, we will uh, and i will also do uh, the entire integration for live tracking and all 
so we got uh, you know all the we got the satellite tracker and all and we started testing it mm. uh, how live tracking will work and we developed a gps route map mm-hmm. and then uh, and then we uh, uh, started working on the crew so we got mr jitendra nayak again so right. he became our crew director and uh, so we uh got a crew uh, uh he started working on the crew who will because 6000 is very long yeah. so he so we divided into two segments and we created two separate crew teams mm-hmm. so one team will only crew me from mumbai to calcutta okay and the next team will crew me from calcutta to mumbai okay so so we divided the workload and you know and uh, so we had around 22 people crewing me uh, awesome. total yeah so uh, we created a team of 22 people and then and then we developed uh, you know an, a kind of a, uh, a image for the ride you know we created a logo yeah. we created a, uh, and then uh, you know uh, we got red bull also interested in something like this mm-hmm. and then carmen came in and then scott said okay we can come as bike sponsor for this right so i think uh, i think this is the first time you know in india we have done a ride like something all these companies have come and you know supported something like this uh, yeah. uh, ultra cycling ride right. and uh, we did a live tracking and uh, and we also collected a lot of data and then we i i was wearing a lot of sensors mm-hmm. so i was wearing a heart rate monitor right. i was wearing a core core temperature sensor mm. and then i was wearing uh, um something called as muscle oxygen monitor mm-hmm. so which we got from us so a company okay. from us had sent us couple mm. of muscle oxygen sensors right uh, so i was using this muscle oxygen sensors uh, while riding mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, apart from that we were also all my cycles were having uh, garmin power pedals right so So we were also measuring how much power output I am putting into the pedals. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened uh, with this entire sensor is like all the data was collected into the Garmin uh, Edge, mm. and, and the entire data is now available on the website also. Right. So, all, what is my, what was my heart rate? What was my power output? Everything is available on the website. Right. So. so what we did is we created a live tracking and we also created an entire you know bio signature of my ride on the entire 6000 kilometers right you know and we collected a lot of data on you know how much uh, calorie intake i was having every on day to day basis hmm. so uh, this time you know uh, we had a massive uh, emphasis on calorie intake you know mm-hmm. and and uh, that is the reason uh, i was riding so much every day right so uh, 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 it was all because of calorie intake and right. uh, and that is the reason i have i have recovered also pretty quickly is uh, the calorie intake was uh, was very good during the entire ride right so uh, so uh, you you that, were able to get back to like uh, uh, your coaching routine and all like the next day or uh, two days later yeah yeah i mean yeah, Also, <laughs> like you are done, just done six uh, thousand last week, and you are just back to normal life almost. Yeah, almost. Uh, so the reason behind it is training. 
Yeah. Uh, of course, I trained a lot, and uh, I've I've matured over a period of this four five years right. as an athlete. And then second reason is strength training, hmm. and uh, third reason is the calorie intake. You know, right. and uh, and it was not just calories. You know, we were uh, measuring. We were also putting uh, uh, a lot of protein every day. You know, in my okay. food, like I was having. Uh, protein shakes almost three times a day okay. you know, on the bike. Mm. I was I was just gulping down protein down my throat. Okay. Uh, so uh, means uh, that was another reason, mm. you know, that I didn't lose any muscle mass or any much strength and all. And maybe that is a reason why I've recovered you know, right. fairly very quickly. Yeah. Talking of uh, training, uh, what sort of training went into the months leading up to this? Yeah. Uh, what I I would say um, uh, I was doing. Uh, uh, I've seen I a couple I of twenty-four can... hour rides uh, that you have done. Uh, yeah, I've done only one twenty-four uh, hour ride. Twenty-four hour ride. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, mostly all the other rides were like. Two fifty kilometers, three hundred kilometers. Fast pace ones. Uh, yes, fast pace ones, and mm. and uh, mostly the emphasis was on quality training and right. not avoid any junk uh, miles and all. Mm. And um, um, and uh, most important thing, a lot of strength training. At least two to three times in a week, I was I was doing a lot of strength training uh, at my home mm-hmm. and. Uh, like i have a small gym like facility at my home only right. so i was doing a lot of squats uh, i was doing a lot of deadlifts mm. and i was uh, you know i was doing a lot of um, um, uh, steps also i was carrying a lot of weight and i was i used to climb up and down the steps mm. so uh, uh, i did a lot of strength training and then i i was also doing a lot of indoor training on my smart trainer okay you know, or the sweet spot training ssp right. training right. try to be in that sweet spot for 4 hours 5 hours so uh, i was doing uh, uh, that kind of training a lot and uh, and i was uh, of course doing uh, twice a week i was doing vo2 max training means mm-hmm. try to do a lot of intervals hard intervals mm. you know uh, uh, that was uh, and i think that has helped me a lot because if you see uh, right across it, India data means mm. uh, my average speed is almost twenty five kilometer per hour for under six thousand. Right. Uh, which, which is uh, I think uh, almost as good as, means uh, um, um, it is good to do RAM very fast. Right. So that that was what I was uh, thinking, right? Because RAM almost was twelve uh, uh, days. With four thousand six hundred, right? Four thousand eight hundred. Four thousand eight hundred. Four thousand eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So twelve hundred more in another two days or one and a half day, right? Yes. Yes. So it's actually. Uh, how do you compare these uh, two you... rides? If if you have to. compare uh, i would say ride across india is very very tough than ram because uh, may not be that much of elevation but uh, i can tell you uh, because our road traffic conditions and our our road conditions in india are way too horrible mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, we have to deal with this crazy indian traffic behavior 
ಕ್ಯಾಲ್ಕಟಾ Hmm. then again uh, in uh, cities like you know uh, uh, then uh, i had another major jam in uh, i think somewhere in uh, varanasi okay so again i had to slow down hmm. then uh, uh, then we uh, we were able to buy like go through delhi very early morning you know we touched delhi like 4 am so hmm. it was easy to get through delhi hmm. but the uh, as soon as we got through delhi and we were started going towards jaipur uh, we had a traffic jam for almost 5 hours wow i was just sitting by the road side and uh, doing nothing wow. you know waiting for the, my crew cars to clear up the jam right you know i can't do anything five hours so if you so that 13 days 9 hours is actually almost 14 15 hours are all into jams only you know right uh, you can't know much about it so but that doesn't happen in ram so hmm. uh ram is uh, it goes through very uh, you know sparsely populated areas of us and you hmm. hardly go into any major city in hmm. ram hmm. so that is uh, so that is why you can actually do ram very fast than hmm. as compared to Uh, so ride across india is not just riding 6000 kilometers it is riding 6000 kilometers in bad road conditions there are so many places where the golden quadrilateral is under construction there are so many diversions mm. then riding through indian traffic you know right. riding through traffic in indian cities and then also uh, ride across india is um, uh, facing our indian heat Uh, indian heat is uh, uh, very different than what we get in ram mm. so and and if you see ram and trans siberian they don't have any coastal sections mm. in this uh, ride across india there is uh, almost from chennai to calcutta is all coastal you know mm. 1700 kilometers of coastal area uh, mm. of coastal route mm. which is windy which is humid, humid. which is hot yeah yeah so ride across india is a very different animal right. this golden garden at all yeah. it is not easy and it is not uh, uh, if, if you just look at elevation it might not be as much yeah. as uh, ram and all but yeah. don't go on that it, yeah. it is uh, you know, it's a different beast in the sense that what lacks in elevation is uh, uh, balanced or more than balanced by all these uh, traffic jams and yeah, road all conditions and yes. all these okay yes and and, and there is lot of uh, even though you might think that there is not a not lot of elevation but you know you keep on coming you know in the beginning you have western ghats hmm. then uh, when you go from uh, mumbai to bangalore you you go through western ghats hmm. you go to lonavla and all those big climbs mm. uh, and then uh, you reach bangalore and then once you go towards visakhapatnam you again start climbing eastern from visakhapatnam yeah with uh, eastern ghats so yeah. from visakhapatnam till 
Calca, Bhuvaneshwar, it is all climbed. Right. So almost 400 kilometer of uh, hilly terrain. Right. And then uh, again from Calcutta, from Durgapur onwards, again you have Eastern Ghats. You know right. those um, mining areas. You know mm. those of uh, uh, Dhanbad and all those areas. Those are mine areas. Yeah. So and then again when you come from uh, uh, Delhi towards uh, Udaipur, it is all Aravalis. Hmm. And Aravalis have a lot of climbs. Yeah. Huge climbs in Udaipur and all. Right. So uh, it is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might not have like one, uh, you know, huge ones, yeah. but a lot of uh, these uh, uh, elevations as well. As yeah, I mean, uh, and also the traffic conditions and stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, traffic is a big problem. I mean, you don't know who is coming suddenly opposite. Right. You know, uh, my crew had to be extremely alert. Yeah. You know, in RAM, in RAM, the crew doesn't have to think much about the traffic behavior. Right. You know, because they know, you know, that traffic is extremely disciplined. Right. But in India, the crew has to constantly keep a watch on who is going to come from left. Right. Which come from left and go from the right of Amit. You know, yeah. there are guys who will do that. Yeah. So, uh, so and and who is gonna come from right and overtake him and go towards left? Yeah. So, so they have to constantly keep a watch. You know. That, yeah. And they have to tell me that you know this is coming, that is coming. So, yeah. uh, and uh, massive truck traffic, uh, truck traffic uh, in in India, especially. Yeah. From Calcutta to Durgapur and all, so mm. it is a very, very, very big. Uh, means yeah. it's a, it is not an easy challenge at all. Means I thought it might be. Means for me also it was a shocker yeah. in many places. You know, so, <laughs> so. nice, nice. But you got through. How did you 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 one one thing one uh, great thing that I kind of noticed is that through the um, ride across uh, India through this golden quadrilateral challenge, you also yeah. uh, uh, engaged lot of communities in the places that you went through, right? Lot of people. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so it's a massive organizational work. Yeah. You know, uh, so I can tell you, when, um, so we got Rotary Club in Nagpur interested. They, mm. So they said that they will coordinate uh, with all the uh, clubs and, you know, uh, all across India, wherever we are going. And they mm. said they will supply food to us, mm. water to us and whatever we need. Uh, so, so, so they, so we had a team which was constantly working to coordinate with all these Rotary Clubs. Okay. To uh, help us, then mm. we had a, a team which was uh, working on uh, coordinating with all the cycling clubs, you know, mm. in all right. the cities, you know, right. uh, who would like to come and support us. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, uh, we had a team which was working on nutrition. Mm. Then we had a team which was working on technology. Right. Then we had a team which was working on social media, you know, giving all the updates. Right. You know, yeah. creating videos, you know. So yeah. we had a very young team of some uh, three, four uh, girls who were from mm. Nagpur who mm. wanted to do this social media thing. Yeah. You know, so they are, uh, so they, they are, they are very good at all these things. Yeah. Creating creatives and all. Yeah. And so, so I can tell you when I was riding, 
I was yeah. riding. There were hundred people working parallelly on making this ride successfully. Right. Uh, to make this ride successful, you know, yeah. in every way. And then we were talking about fundraising for Lok Biradri Prakalpa. Right. So, so there is a ride happening. This technology is working. Mm. There is all these people who are coordinating, and there is fundraising happening all parallelly. Yeah. So, so this is a means. I would say. uh this was a major uh, you know organizational um, success for us yeah not just do the ride but you know but actually i that is what i would say that you know mm. uh, we have set up a new benchmark of doing such rides in the country definitely you know, means this is a new benchmark you know you can actually uh, means we i am happy to help somebody who wants to do it this way right because we know we have figured out the technology yeah. what is the technology what is what is to be done yeah. and uh, we are happy to help anyone who would like to do this kind of uh, ride hmm. and uh, you know and showcase his talent right and maybe ride, ride across india can become a race itself yes know. yes uh, means uh, why not uh, means uh, that is what we are thinking you know mm. because now we have figured out the technology and all right so we can actually uh, we want to make this uh, it is not just some exclusive for amit or something right i want to make this available for everyone you know all yeah. the people from ultra cycling community mm. would like to do uh, such rides and we would and what uh, the best thing is we we would like to create different uh, uh, versions of ride across india because we don't want to do the same route every year right we might create different routes every different versions you know mm-hmm. and uh, and offer to people okay this year we are doing golden quadrilateral maybe yeah. next time we are doing uh, something else uh, so right. uh, so and uh, that will uh, help the ultra cycling community to grow and uh, and do these things uh, definitely uh, in, a, in a more organized manner right and it's some something locally that you know more ultra cycling events are uh, happening now uh, with uh, a couple of what 1200s and uh, 2000s and stuff like that but i think something uh, of this scale if uh, using your experience and uh, yes, you know, expertise yes. can be brought up here we can have our own trans siberian thing right that is yeah. cross india yes and i can tell you golden quadrilateral has everything to offer right it has hills it has it has it has it has terrain like trans siberian also if you go right. towards bhubaneswar yeah it is all like trans siberian extreme only right so uh, it has everything to offer awesome awesome good luck <laughs> with uh, those plans i would say yeah yeah so uh now coming we talked a little bit about um, your strength training and how it helped uh, you know get you get through and recover from a uh, uh, hard ride like this so are there any uh, say two three uh, key workouts that would help cycling uh, cyclists uh, who are looking to you know do strength training i think uh, um, uh, i would suggest lot of interval trainings on uh, 
on smart trainer are one of the best way to improve your cycling mm-hmm. and your cycling your especially your pedaling uh, discipline mm. uh, like uh, i think indoor trainer uh, has helped me in a amazing way to improve my pedaling discipline right because uh, that uh, and then doing lot of uh, hard intervals on uh, smart trainer indoor and then uh, strength training and uh, Uh, and i think the long easy rides is what uh, and always i would say a lot of people uh, think that ultra cycling is all doing junk miles and all and you know do lot of uh, just train and train and train. it is not like that if it is try to do quality training and uh, invest uh, your time on quality training and uh, and recover and then uh, always try to do you know uh improve your average speed for uh, 100 200 kilometers 300 kilometer if you are able to improve your average speed for that then you can do ultra cycling uh, in a very good way in a very you know in a very fast way yeah. otherwise uh, uh, otherwise it, uh, and but train train whatever you are doing train 6 months put a 6 months program in uh, place for training yeah. and uh, and train yourself um, physically as well as mentally right and uh, also prepare your crew uh, while training so mm-hmm. uh, don't train alone when uh, uh, just try to get the crew also uh, along with you when, especially for long rides uh, get your crew also crewing you for this long rides because the crew also has to get used to what you eat what you drink what is your behavior on the bike and all those things are very important so right. uh, uh so uh, do ultra cycling and all is a very big these are all very big projects it is not like you know running a marathon you know you go uh, uh, go in the morning and after you come back after 3 4 hours and you are at home right. a, these are very big projects and you should invest in them and don't take them uh, lightly it means you should be very serious about any ultra cycling project right and then only these things are, are actually happen successfully right right great great so when when you uh, you talked a little bit about uh, your training the kind of uh, training you have done uh, and you mentioned that it uh, indoor cycling helped your pedaling discipline pedaling discipline by pedaling discipline you mean the being able to keep pedaling continuously or is yes 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 pedaling uh, continuously and also maintain a good average speed and also you know like you a uh, lot of new riders they you know they coast yeah. a lot and they 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 don't uh, engage their entire uh, you know leg into the pedal so yeah. all these things uh, can actually be very easily improved on on a indoor trainer right uh, honestly i i am a big fan of earlier i never used to train indoor means hmm. but now last one year i have become a very big fan of indoor training and you know swifting and using different apps and and it most importantly it helps me to train any time of the day yeah and uh, and then uh, it also helps me to you know i don't have to go on highway every day and train myself right. and it helps me to save time Yeah. Uh, I think 
i think smart trainers are uh, can uh, really improve and are a big boon for cyclists in india especially mm. right. because we can save uh, a lot of time on going on highways and it also keeps us safe because uh, you don't have you don't get exposed on highways every day right that is true and yeah. uh, when when it comes to strength training you also mentioned a, a couple of exercises like squats deadlifts and uh, lunges and stuff right yeah yeah i i, I do a lot of squats dead, deadlifts lunges steps and then i do a lot of um, um i i i divide my strength training into heavy strength training like you know a day where i don't focus on repetitions mm. and uh, where i focus more on strength means mm. i i choose weight which uh, where i can only get five to six repetitions mm-hmm. so these are like heavy weights right and then uh, on other days i choose uh, weight where i can get 20 to 25 repetitions okay in the same set mm-hmm. so and uh, i think this high repetition training is also extremely important right. uh, for building strength mm. so i do it in uh, two different ways uh one is a very heavy day and then is a high moderate lightweight and high repetition day okay and uh, when do you do this heavy day and when you do you do this uh, moderate uh, high repetition day say in uh, respect to your uh, cycling activities yeah so i will do moderate heavy repetition day early in the week okay and uh, i will do the heavy day uh, before long rides okay uh, because then uh, even if after doing heavy training even if my legs are sore and i just have to do long easy rides mm-hmm. so i can uh, still uh, be able to do them right. uh, easy so uh, i try to do it this way okay uh, and because that there because i have to understand uh, the recovery pattern of my body right and then train according to that so even when you do a medium uh, with a uh, lot of repetitions uh, you will still be able to do maybe a, a hard interval ride on the yes, train or yes, something yes, okay yes, that's yes, the logic yes. great, yes. great. <laughs> awesome awesome this is yeah this is really helpful uh, for uh, the audience so <clears throat> we talked about uh, your uh, training your uh, uh, strength and conditioning and everything so to kind of uh, and you we have covered your uh, experience from ram trans siberian and also the uh, race across india now and uh, it's been great insights uh, for all the audience but uh, to cap it off uh, uh, do you have some tips for uh, working athletes on how they can uh, do well in sport while doing well at work and uh, family lives yeah i think um, most important thing is uh, whenever you are uh, for working athletes i would say uh, focus on one race at a time whatever even lot of people you know want to do marathons also and then suddenly they want to do iron man and then suddenly one day they think they want to do ultra cycling so <laughs> that doesn't work right. so whatever you are signing for have respect for that and have respect for the that registration fees which you are putting in when you are signing it mm. so 
you have have respect for that and train for it so six months you are you are focusing on uh, your some major event focus on that and train and uh, and uh, and do try to do quality training saturday sundays keep uh, yourself for training more other days you can have quality training and i can tell you um, marathon running ironman training will not break your life right uh, if you if you are planning it smartly and you are you are very disciplined if you are training 5 to 6 days a week and you are very disciplined uh, with your uh, uh, training and you are working uh, and your uh, family life then you only have to think only three things your training your work life and your family life if you think on those only three things you will be able to do things successfully means you will be able to run faster marathons or ironmans uh, and ultra cycling is something different we, you you might be able to do it means you not everybody wants to do ultra cycling but if you mm-hmm. want to get into ultra cycling then take it as a six months project get it done and again return back to normal life right so uh, you means uh, you just focus uh, and i think 24 hours are good enough to adjust everything right. just be disciplined with your time management and uh, and uh, and and train uh, and and take it as a lifestyle you know as a long term lifestyle yeah and uh, if you take it as a long term lifestyle you will keep on accumulating your achievements you know slowly right. slowly slowly and right. after in a span of 5 or 10 years you will have a lot to talk about yeah so uh, that is what i would suggest great great uh, insights amir <laughs> it's been a, a fantastic uh, chat with you thank you yeah. for uh, sharing your journey your insights and uh, uh, your valuable uh, inputs for all the working athletes yeah thank you thank you